Welcome to Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self. I am Chris Burns, America's number one motivational speaker for fiery inspiration and GPS coach for entrepreneurs and high achievers. Each episode, we interview leaders and great role models who make a massive impact in the world to help you master yourself, take courageous action, and make every day your best day ever. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to be diving into this powerful conversation of resilience and persistence, breaking through to whole new levels of happiness in just a moment. Before that, I want to say thank you for being here. Thank you for choosing to be your greatest possible self, taking one step at a time. When things are difficult, when things are chaotic, when life is unpredictable, how do you show up? How do you lead yourself? How do you step into your greatest possible self and live that epic freaking life. Stick around because we're going to be diving into it with Ludwig in just a second here, okay? Next up is our iTunes review of the week. And this week, let's see who it's by. I believe it was Brett uh, Swartz B22. Swartz B22. 22. Swartz B22 says, win. Chris inspires by encouraging everyone to become the greatest possible self so you can become all that you were created to be. Swartz B22, thank you so much for that review. If you want a chance to get shouted out on a future 12-hour live stream, go to beyourgps.com forward slash iTunes or search Greatest Possible Self on the Apple Podcast Store. Give us a review. Let us know what you love, what you want to see more of, and how we can improve the show for you. Thank you so much in advance for doing that. I'm going to bring on Ludwig in just a second. Before that, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, be ready to take notes because we are going to be bringing the value. Stick around all the way through to the end because one of these ideas has the power to change everything for you. All right. Ludwig Vuillet. Uh, that, that is a, a French name. <laughs> and this guy is a champion. I think it's French. He'll, maybe you can correct it me. Is so. French. It, it is French. <laughs> okay, cool. It is. Uh, intrepid explorer and entrepreneur, Ludwig gets immense pleasure from working with companies on improving their sales and negotiation strategies and just the overall improvement of their operations in business. Over the course of his career, Ludwig has worked with various industries such as real estate, finance, telecom, cosmetics, and banking, and the satisfaction from seeing a client's success in their business and personal life has brought him to work with companies of all sizes, from larger companies to smaller one-man operations. Two years ago, he decided to improve his life more and live his dream by, by traveling full-time with his feathered flock, and that is when he decided to help people live their best lives, not only by helping them in business, but also by helping them improve their personal lives. Having grown up in a mixture of a rough and tumble childhood and privilege, along with many lessons learned along the way, he now uses his experiences and skills to help people from all walks of life to be truly happy. And we are blessed to have Ludwig with us here today. Are you ready to bring the house that house in the heat, my man? <laughs> I am. I am. All right. All right, man. We're live on Become Your Greatest Possible Self, bro. Thank you for being here. We're just going to dive into a powerful conversation today, uh, kicking it off with using crises to fuel creation. What does that mean for you, Ludwig? So using a crisis to fuel creation uh, all of us at some point in our lives, you know, and if you haven't had any crisis yet, you will at some point, yep. let's be honest. Yep. Um, some people break down at that point. Okay. Some people just say, you know what? 
I give up. This is not for me. And the people who really break down and give up simply, you know, there are cases that are lost that you can find afterwards need medication or simply even give up on life. Okay. Uh, you then have the people who say, you know what? Okay. Let me continue, but I don't expect much anymore. They're sort of broken. Mm. All right. And that's a shame. These people, you know, at some point they can recreate themselves, but for now they're a little bit broken. And then there are those people that use any type of crisis as, you know what? I don't want to live through this again. It's horrible. Mm. All right. Yeah. Let me see how I can become better, how I can do things in a different way so that this does not happen again. All right. And usually at that point, you have to be creative because if you do everything as you've done up until now, you'll get the same results, right? So the only way to do anything different, to get different results and not go through a similar thing again is to be creative. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, I love it. I love it. I love it, man. Let's talk about this Good Life Manifesto um, and what you're standing for with your clients today, man. Tell us more about the work that you're doing, brother. All right, cool. Um, so the idea behind the Good Life Manifesto was I personally in my life, I've gone through a lot of stuff. Okay, I'm not going to get into it here and now uh, unless you ask for specifics. But really, <laughs> let's just say that in 38 years, I've gone through a lot. Yeah. And two, two years ago, um, as you mentioned in the introduction, I decided to just drop everything and start traveling because I was nearing an age, the same age that my father died at. Mm-hmm. And I realized that, holy God, that's young, you know? Um, So either live now or just, you know, continue working until I'm 90. Hmm. And, (laughs) but it's not me to not do anything, to not, you know, create something. That's not me. So I spent six months uh, in Cyprus in shorts, a bathing suit, nothing else for six months in the sun. Yes. Right. Yes. And wondering, okay, how do I, I had, I had this need, I had this real deep need to help other people, all right, to help them with the lessons that I'd learned, but I couldn't figure out how, you know, over the years I've been thinking about it, but I could never put my finger exactly on how. And then just on my birthday, uh, two years ago, I, no, a year and a half ago on my birthday, sorry, all of a sudden I was like, I have it, I have it, mm. and that's how I decided to do the Good Life Manifesto. And the idea is that you need to be independent in a few basic things, mm-hmm. okay? You know, with your body, with your mind, and with your uh, finances. Yeah. And if you're able to be independent in those three things, then from that point, you can build whatever you want in life or do absolutely nothing and lay back on the beach, you know? Mm. Whatever makes you happy. Um, but you need those three things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Dude, that's that's so good, man. I love it. I want to I want to dive into the journey because you created success. You you impacted companies in a big way. Um, where where did your career drive? Like, how did that all begin for you? What 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 drove that? This and especially this knowingness that you're here to make a big impact and serve a lot of people. But even like before that, like, tell us a little bit more. Sure. Um, so when I was in my a very young adult at around 20, yeah, I was in LA uh, looking for a job and I saw a job that offered, you know, with training. Okay. And they had a picture, you know, there of like a lot of cash. And they said, if you're motivated, you're hungry, you know, it come to us. And they didn't say anything else. All right. <laughs> Obviously that was a sales job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I sold phones door to door. All right, to businesses, and that wow. is not easy. Nope. Okay, and it's not like today where everybody has a phone. All right, right. right. 
at the time where if you had bad credit, you had to pay a thousand dollar deposit just to get that phone. Yeah. All right. Uh, and usually if you had bad credit, it's because you did not really have the thousand dollars deposit. Right. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, let's be, you know, um, so that's what I was selling door to door. All right. And from there, I, I won't go into each job that I had, but from there, my sales career just like moved on, you know, different things. Mm-hmm. And so I learned how to sell over the phone, face to face, door to door. I learned everything. Yeah. All right. But I'm a horrible employee. I'm very good at what I do. All right. I can sell practically anything to anyone, but I'm a horrible employee. Mm-hmm. And every time after three months, I'd be out of a job. I yeah. just, you know, walk out or get kicked out. You know, every so often. Uh, and, uh, you know, y- you kind of want stability because each time I had a job, I was making great money. But then I was like, for a few months, oh, let me live off of the money that I've earned. Wow. And that's horrible. You know? yeah. I mean, I knew that there was no future in that. Um, and so a friend of mine was building a sales office. And he said, look, I-, I don't want you as an employee because you and I both know that you'll be horrible at this. All right. But come on over for three months. Help me build the team because right now they're at A. Okay. And I want them to be higher. And I know that you can do that. All right. Come and over, do that. I said, okay. So, you know, I helped him do that. We got incredible results. And afterwards, we were just talking, you know, at the end, he said, you know, you should actually do that as a business. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's how this started. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I go to companies. I tell them, look, I'm the best salesperson you'll ever find, but you'll never have me as an employee. Mm-hmm. But I can teach your team how to do what I do. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's how it that's, started. That's a, that's a gift, man, because I think uh, I've heard oftentimes that companies reward salespeople who are really great in the field, high performers, mm-hmm. with promotions, and they become managers of teams. And the same skills that make someone successful in sales in the field isn't necessarily what makes exactly. successful leaders. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, let me turn on the light here just because I think you'll see me better. Sure. There you go. Okay. Um, no, and what you're saying is absolutely true. It is very rare to be able to find someone who can actually do both. Okay. There's absolutely no doubt about that. Very, very rare. But some people can. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and I guess I was blessed with that ability. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I love it. Uh, I love it, man. (laughs) So you've, you've worked with a variety of different companies. What did you learn as you started to work in different companies and develop your, your systems and processes to help build these sales teams and improve companies, bottom line and revenues? I love that question. Um, the, the thing that I learned, which always surprised everyone is that sales ultimately is sales. No matter what you're selling, the ability is the same. Okay. The skill set is the same. So it's easier to find a good salesperson and teach them the product than to find someone who knows the product and and teach them to be a salesperson. Yeah. And really, you see that no matter what industry, you know, whether it's a short sales cycle or a long sales cycle, Mm -hmm. yeah, there will be some differences, but sales is sales and that's it. Wow. That's, that's powerful, man. I, I think it's those personality types, like what makes a successful salesperson, you know, they, they're independent, probably they're able to keep themselves self-driven versus someone who just, they, they could be passionate about a product, but are they someone who's willing to um, shift their behavior habits, so to speak, to, to that of a salesperson? And I think it's harder to shift someone's behaviors of like going from 
you know, I, I want to, I just want to sit behind a desk all day. I want to enjoy myself. I want to, you know, take my time. I love looking at numbers and spreadsheets, shifting that to persuading people yeah, no. and, and being a leader, you know, that's, that's hard. <laughs> so, no, no, no. So I'll tell you, actually, this is something I learned from a, a previous boss of mine who yeah. I'm still in touch with. Okay. Yeah. And he's incredible. He sent clients my way even afterwards. Yeah. I mean, the guy was incredible. We have like a very tiny age difference, but I learned so much from him. Mm. And one of the things he told me was because, you know, me on the phone, I was very excited. I was very energetic. I wanted that sale. I was very aggressive. And when I, I told him, I said, you know, should I be less? He said, well, yeah, I need to hold you back a little bit. Mm. He said, but don't feel bad. I mm. prefer a salesperson that I need to hold back than someone that I need to push forward because mm. you can't really do that. You know, uh, I recently, I, I'm hiring right now for a position. All right for a sales position. And there was someone that I really, really liked. All right. I mean, he answered one of the questions that I asked him in the interview in a way that I was just like, this is, I mean, this guy, I want him on the team. And we got to the point where I sent him the contract and he comes back with a question. He's like, well, what's the minimum number of calls I need to make every day to keep the job? I was like, no, dude, that's the wrong question. Nope. Wrong question. Nope. Um, and you know, I took back the offer. Wow. Wow. Isn't that, that's so fascinating. Like one, when you see one, one behavior trait or quirk or, um, thought pattern or, you know, paradigm, yeah. you, you get evidence of a paradigm that could immediately be like a yellow or even, or like a red flag saying, ah, uh -uh, no more. Like I, I know exactly. where this is going. I've seen this before. <laughs> exactly. I mean, a, a, a really good salesperson who's hungry won't ask me what's the minimum no. you know, that I need to do to keep the job. They'll ask me, is there a limit on how much I can earn? Boom. You know, Boom. that's the question of a real salesperson. Boom. Right? Dude. Dude. Exactly. Dude. Um, so, okay. That's how you learn. That's how you know you, you can sift who to hire, who not to hire. I want to talk about this. Um, this commitment to freedom, really creating a life of freedom, yes. and sitting on that beach in your shorts and enjoying that life. <laughs> what did it take for you? Who did, who did you have to become to be able to create that kind of a reality? Because I think there's a lot of people out there who want to do that same thing. Um, what, what do you see was a big transformation that helped you create that? So let me first, you know, let me start off by saying something. A lot of people dream about that because they only look at the good sides of it. Mm. Okay. But before I answer what it took for me to get there, let me just show, for example, right, one of the bad sides of it. Okay. All right? okay. um, I, I wrote to you uh, before this started, right, that because of the lockdown in France, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm very limited in my internet. The internet is really sketchy here. Yeah. All right? And I told you that in case, you know, there would be problems. Okay? Yeah. So, for example, if I wasn't traveling full time, I would probably right now have a nice apartment like I used to have right? Really good Wi-Fi, right? Not have to worry about, okay, am I going to get enough electricity from the sun? Am I not going to get enough electricity from the sun? Will I have sketchy internet? Will I not have sketchy internet? No. And it, it seems really dumb, right? Mm -hmm. But when you're actually going through it, you're like, oh, wait, this is way more important than I thought it would be, you know? Yep. Um, so, you know, careful what you wish for, yep. as they always say, yeah? Mm -hmm. And I'm not complaining because I love the life that I have, That's right? right? That's right. Um, but I'm very aware of the downsides of yep. it. <laughs> um, so what it took for me to get there? I've always been a, a, a bit of a gypsy at heart. Okay. Okay. On the one hand, I lived in incredible uh, places, you know, uh, uh, great like apartments by the sea that were really, I mean, luxurious. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. and, and on the other hand, you'd find me sleeping on, uh, in a sleeping bag on the beach, you know, yeah. after I hitchhiked for 12 hours. 
um, just cause that's where you see this, the, you know, you can fall asleep with the sea and there's the stars and that I was doing already in high school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> um, so that's in my blood. If you look at my family history also, I mean, you can go generations back. Yeah. And that is literally what they were doing, traveling and just beach bumps. Let's just call them that. Yeah. All right. Um, and so for me, it was saying to myself, okay, I'm not, I, I'm putting aside, you know, like being the, the super successful executive, you know, because I have the ability, if I really sit down in an office, work nine to nine, let's right. be honest, it's not really nine to five. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I have the ability to create things which are really very big, very successful that bring in a lot. I did it when I was young. I can do it again if I want to. Mm. So for me, what it took was realizing that that may be what other people want. You know, that's, mm. that may be what society defines as real success, but it's yeah. not what I want. No. You know? And accepting that, accepting mm. that most people might look at me, you know, unless they know me, for, like, unless they follow what I do, which is not that many people, right? Mm. But people, you know, that I meet just like that and have no idea about what I do and everything, they may look at me and be like, oh, who's this guy? Like, you know, what type of a, 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 a bum, you know, is here or whatever. And that's okay. I don't care. As long mm. as I get to wake up every day and see a different sunrise, different sunset, yeah you know that's what makes me happy yeah dude i think that's that's so important is is being lit up with your own life with yourself like that is what that's what the world needs more of isabel was just talking about on an interview before us man it's like so important that we we tap into that because that's what creates the big impact that's what creates a, a world where people feel good about themselves and it's they spread empowerment they spread gratitude they spread appreciation and love for their life yes and then it it's like walking your talk rather than talking about a great life, talking about all the great things that you've done. It's just living as the example, which impacts people at so much deeper of a level than talking about it could ever do. Absolutely. You know, I have to say something. I was uh, speaking with, uh, uh, I think this was like almost a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was having one of my regular uh, talks with my mom. Right. Mm-hmm. And I said to her at some point, I said, you know, I may have just been complaining about something, right? Because I had to fix something in the car, which I did not expect that I would need to fix. Uh, it, just a bunch of issues that come up, right? Um, and I was complaining. Listen to this. I was complaining that I was stuck in Paris for too long. Mm. Mm. Okay. Whereas most people dream of that, right? Yeah. And I said to her at some point, I said, you know, I, I realized that I may be complaining, but the truth is I'm really happy. Mm. And you know what she said? And because I, I have an interesting relationship with my mother, as she said, honestly, I've never heard in your voice that you've been this calm, this happy, this serene, mm. you know, and that to me said a lot. Mm. Yeah. It's like yeah, that, yeah. That confirmation, that external mirror for you, especially someone who's so close, like a parent who sees the change who sees the transformation that we have gone through to get to where we are and creating our life and truly being happy and fulfilled all of our efforts that we've been investing in becoming free becoming our true self our greatest possible self like when we get that confirmation man that's that's like everything that's such a a deep heart impacting um you know reminder from from people around us it's so important that that we like really appreciate appreciate those moments when we hear that when we get that confirmation absolutely and you know the the interesting thing is that um 
I imagine that we all, you know, as humans, right, yeah. have things that we're angry about, things that happened to us in the past, right? And that's fair enough. You know, we all go through stuff, as we said earlier. Uh, I'm trying to stay in somewhere where you can see me normally. Um, but one of the things I've noticed is since I've been able to travel full-time and really live the life that I want to live, mm -hmm. right, and become the person that I want to be, I've noticed that Hey Ludvik, you're you froze a little bit. <laughs> oh there you go. So so I Sorry, what I heard um, what I heard is since you've been able to travel and become the person that you want to be, yeah. what what has happened? And he's back. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> Sorry about that. It's all good. We so since you've been virus. able to we since you've been able to travel and be that person that you've really wanted to be, what's happened? Yeah. Uh I've been able to let go of a lot of the anger and forgive a lot of people yeah. and events from my past. Wow. Dude. You know? Yeah. Dude, I, I feel the same, man. Um I think I really I, I had to like start taking responsibility for myself and like the the life that I was living yeah. and really see all the great things about it too. Cause it's, I think it's easy to get into a kind of complaining victim mindset. And that's, that's a lot of what society teaches us, I think. Um, and then having to um, grow through that, getting the tools, getting the power back to, to be our best self, to have that freedom like you, you've created for yourself. Then we can start to really say, okay, now I'm creating my reality. There's no one else to blame. There's no one else to hold grudges or resentment about, you know? And and for me, I think that like being being my own man, I've seen a lot of transformation with my dad's relationship, me and my dad's relationship, because I think there was things that I held a grudge against him or whatever, hadn't yet forgiven him for. Even sometimes I would say I forgave my dad for things, um, but like doing that really deep work of compassion and understanding, you know, like that's, that's huge. It transforms us and it transforms the relationships around us, man. Absolutely. You know, one of the things was uh, there are some people in my family who have decided that they prefer living their lives without me in it. Mm. Okay. And for a long time, I was really angry about it, yeah. right? I mean, come on, I'm your family. Like, you know, what the hell? Yep. Uh, and I was there for you when you need it and all that. Yep. And recently, I mean, this was just a few months ago, I called up a friend of mine. I was like, dude, I just realized something. He said, what? I said, you know, I kind of let go of everything, right, in my past yep. to go live the life that I want to live. Boom. Yeah. Boom. And that also means that I let go of some people that were part of my life before. Yep. Yeah. I said, how can I be angry, all right, at my at some of my family members or friend or friends or whatever, right, for cutting me off if they truly believe that they will live a better life without me in it? Yeah. How can I be mad at them for that? You know, when I I'm doing the same thing, like I I said, I actually I applaud them for having the strength yep. of doing that, wow. you know, and that's really important. Being able to say, you know what, it's not just that I forgive; it's I, I'm just I'm not angry about it anymore. Mm. Wow. You know? um, yeah, that part has been so healing for me personally. Yeah, yeah. so good. Yeah. So good, Ludwig. This yeah. is great. I want to dive into the mind, body, and finances um, like yes. model of the Good Life Manifesto. Tell us a little bit more about why, why those three pillars are so important, those three components. Okay, thank you for calling them pillars, by the way. Yeah. I know that we have that on the website. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Okay, so I, I'm very, I, I'm a very proud Jew. Okay, mm. related because there's uh, something in Judaism where uh, we learn that the world stands on three pillars. Okay, okay? it stands on. Um, uh, uh, okay, I, I won't go into them now because it's related to the religion itself. Okay, but sure. uh, just the three pillars, which are you can bring it to regular life. Okay, okay. by relating it to health. All right, finances, being financially independent, not needing charity. That's the idea of being financially independent. Hmm. Uh, it's not being rich. It's just not needing charity. Okay, okay? Um, being physically independent. Well, unless you have you know a physical disability, which right. in that case obviously it's different, right? Yep. But being able to be independent yourself, okay? That means being healthy enough, you know, uh, strong enough. I'm not saying win the strongman competition, right? But being able to do the basic things that you need in your life, right? Yes. Um, I, I, um, and regarding emotional, I mean, that, that and the financial may be two of the hardest things for most people, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe I'm wrong. Also, you never know. But the idea is that... Many people are dependent mm. on what other people think of them, okay? On their relationship with other people, whether it be friends, family, you know, uh, spouses, whatever, mm. right? And until you can be independent from that, you won't be able to have a really good relationship, mm. yeah. okay? And that, to be fair, is what took me personally the longest, yeah? Yeah. I'll say it. I was the worst. Yeah. I needed other people's approval. Hmm. Hmm. Truly change who you are. Right? Yeah. Uh, at your core, you're always the same person. So what I had to do was find the, the hack, supposedly, yep. how I was able to not need their approval, yeah. but I still needed approval. I still needed appreciation. So what did I do? I gave it to myself. Hmm. Ah, <laughs> for me, reconnecting with that like inner child and giving love to that yeah. like little six-year-old Chris has been one of the most transformational things. Is like, what does our our inner self really need? What what do re we yes. really need? And like, getting curious about that and and just being there. And I, I hear that that's a big transformation that you went through as well. It is. Uh, by the way, thank you for sharing that. Also, yeah. Uh, so yeah, definitely that. Yeah. That made a big difference in my life. Yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, independence, I think that's really important too. I think that's the, the really being responsible for the reality that we are creating at whatever level, right? And if if you're truly being responsible, you can ask people for help, right? You can ask people for yes. assistance and support. Like that's that's okay. But like needing people to, to be there and like being being dependent on them, then that's like where it starts being like, well, what, what do you do if that person isn't there? You know, like how, how do you feel about yourself? Yes. How do you feel about your life? Do you feel like a complete failure? Do you feel like there's, there's something wrong with you? You know, if those types of things come up, then it's like you're not truly independent. You're not truly being responsible for the reality that you're creating. Exactly. And, and the truth is that if you give someone else that power, Mm. Yeah, you're giving them power over your life. Mm. So now they're in charge of whether you feel good with yourself or not, mm. whether you're happy in your life or not. And I mean, you know, there are some people in this life that I absolutely love and would do anything for almost, right? Mm. But should you really be giving that power out to someone else? Mm. I mean, 
you know, I think that most people who have made that mistake in their life will tell you at some point, no, don't do that. You know, yeah. it's the worst thing you can do. The one thing you always really need to be, I mean, you need to be responsible for yourself. And that gives you the power to make the changes they need in your life, hmm. to be able to improve your life and live really the life that you want to live, a happy life, you yeah. know? Yeah. That I, I love contempt. that you said that. I love that you said that right there about a happy life. Why, why is happiness important today and how do we actually create it, man? So I think that happiness has always been important, mm -hmm. right? Uh, the question is how you define happiness, mm -hmm. right? Now, most people, you know, they're like, oh, let me buy the new, you know, the new Jaguar. Let me go on vacation once a year. Let me do this. And that'll make me happy. You know, oh, it's chasing that more, more, more. All right. Now, maybe there are some people that that gives them, you know, some happiness, okay? I, I'm not going to say no. I myself, uh, I said to the sales team a few days ago, I was like, guys, there's something I want to buy. So, you know, get get to work. Let's That's break, right. make this happen. That's right. <laughs> That's right. It's being being um, resourceful. That's that's really being resourceful exactly. too. It's like what is what is life giving you, and how are you making the best use of it, and and not feeling disempowered, not be, not being resentful, but saying, all right, this is what I got. These are the cards that I have right now. What do I choose to do with it? How do I show up empowered to take those yes. next steps? Absolutely, because the moment that you have that, you can actually say, okay, what is it really? Okay, mm. that's important to me. Yeah. What will get me out of bed in the morning? Okay, and actually look forward to the day rather than oh god, another Monday. You know, yeah. I, I see that on social media each time, like Monday, oh, another Monday. And like, no, people, you've got it wrong. If this is how you feel about your life, yeah, I mean, then there's something wrong. Yep. And someone once told me, it said, Well, you know, you kind of have a privilege that you do work that you like to do, yeah. right? Not everybody has that. Mm -hmm. I said, you know what? I didn't always love all of my clients, I didn't love all of my jobs. I I hated most of them. I said, but for me, a job is just to pay the bills. Mm. Okay. If a job pays the bills, then it's done its purpose. Okay. I mean, it's fulfilled its purpose. If by chance I enjoy it, that's even better. But a job is just that to pay the bills, mm. right? Uh, you want to be fulfilled with something that you spend your time on? Go get a hobby. Mm. You know? Um, and I think that people look for everything to bring them happiness, you know, everything to be, and no, mm. happiness comes in little amounts from little things, you know, throughout time. It's not always, it, it, our body is not built that way even. Right. Okay. I mean, there has to be a bit of sadness, a bit of darkness to be able to feel the good yeah. and the light. Yeah. And you know, one thing I've you really know? done, Ludwig, is, is be grateful like practicing gratitude and appreciation really diving into that mental component that mindset component of of the good life it's like so important because yes. so many people are just being unconsciously led by their thoughts and by their you know whatever is has been programmed into them and that oftentimes is the biggest thing that robs someone of of being happy in their career right like it's like most people choose to make everything so much worse than they actually are and focus on all the things that are yes. wrong rather than focusing on what's going right. And yeah, there's going to be bad days. There's going to be clients who just suck and, and make our life difficult. But how do we choose to respond to that? How do we choose to like reframe that and keep moving forward? I think it's, it's so important, man. Well, absolutely. So, you know, let me say two things about this. First of all, well, I love the fact they brought up gratitude because I started recently to have a daily gratitude journal, yeah. right? At the end of the day, yeah, I write down a minimum of one thing. You know, it doesn't yeah. have to be too many, right? But one thing yeah. for which I'm grateful, 
And it can't be the same thing, you know, a few days in a row. I mean, you have right. to change because right. otherwise it's too easy, right? Yeah. Um, so things, you know, sometimes repeat themselves. Okay, mm-hmm. fair enough. Like with the whole virus thing that's going on here, you know, I, a few days ago, uh, I wrote, and I wrote this, you know, twice. Like, I'm happy that I'm healthy. Yes. Okay, like I'm grateful that I'm healthy. Yes. Um, but so I've been doing that, and it really lets my mind relax at the end of the day, and that is just, you know, it's awesome. It lets me go to sleep in a good mindset. Yeah. So I get a really good sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, but regarding, you know, the the putting things in proportion, yeah, mm-hmm. my grandmother, 93 years old, and physically she's healthy as a horse. Okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's incredible. Wow. Right? Wow. Whenever she was a little bit sick or something, you know, we'd say, are you okay? And she looked at us and said, eh, it's not fatal. You know, like... Yeah, okay, I'm a little bit sick, so what? But I'm not going to die from this, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, you know, that really, I mean, I've learned a lot from my grandmother, yes? Yeah? So, but that's one of the things that's like, okay, you, you know, you're right. I mean, things in proportion, you know? Mm-hmm. You may be feeling really sick, you may be really sad, you may be whatever, but it's not going to kill you. You're going to wake up tomorrow, it's a new day, you know, and you'll continue. Yep. Yep. I want to I want to dive into the health component a little bit more since we're touching on it. Like what does it take yes. to gre- create great health, man? And why why was that one of the big pillars for you? Um so ultimately, uh, you know, I, I once read somewhere, um take care of your feet hmm. because all day long you're standing on them. If you can't stand on your feet, then I mean <laughs> you can't really do much, right? Yep. And taking care of your, you know, taking care of your mind and taking care of your finances, that's great. But if you can't, if your body is sick, mm. right, or it's not, you know, I, I won't say optimal because reaching optimal health, I mean, is really rare, right. practically impossible, um, unless you devote your entire time just to that. Mm. But having a basic level of health is something which, A, is severely lacking to many people today, right? Um, and B, though, is so important mm. because the way that you feel physically has a huge effect on your mind. Right on your entire quality of life, uh, being able, you know, to bend and pick up something from the floor that fell, right, yeah. makes a difference. Stand there like an idiot and wait until someone passes by, right? Yeah. Um, being able to pick up your kids if you have kids, right? Being able to help your parents, you know, when they're older, all of that. It's important to have a good thing. Now, I went through a health issue, you know, some time ago, which I'm still dealing with a little bit, mm-hmm. and. It really, I mean, I've always had a very strong body, okay? I'm small, all right? But I'm really strong. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden, just so you understand, as an example, uh, about 10 years ago, so before this, right, I was able with each leg to press each leg, yeah, separately, about 200 kilos. Wow. Dang. Which is pretty impressive. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Uh, In pounds, that's like 450 pounds, all right? Uh, And I'm tiny. All right, I'm not Robert De Niro tiny. I'm a little bit taller than him, but you know, I, I, I would, it's not by too much. Yeah. Right. And so, due to a, a few things, so I, I lost a lot of strength from my right leg. Hmm. Yeah. And I, I volunteered on a farm a few months ago. And I was helping him, uh, I was helping the guy move something. And at some point, I had to, you know, pick up my right foot, put it somewhere, right? And like, you know, push myself up. And I wasn't able to. I mean, huh. myself alone, I could. But right. holding the stack of wood, plus I couldn't. I looked at him and like, and he, he's looking at me. He's like, Ludo, what's wrong? I said, hold on. I need to change foot. Okay, so we need to go backwards and forward. I need to do this with my left foot. He's like, are you kidding me? I said, no. It wasn't even that big a stack of wood. 
And I realized, you know, how much I was compensating, right, wow. due to the lack of strength. Wow. And uh, I called up a, a, a friend of mine, yeah, because up until that time, I wasn't really focusing too much because I knew I had strong legs. You know, there was no need. And I was like, okay, I need to do something, like, but I need to get my strength back to minimal level, maybe not press, you know, 200 kilos, right. but to at least be able to pick up, you know, a stack of woods and move with it. Yep. Um, so, yeah, so uh, the physical is very, very important, I'd say. Yeah. What, what is your like commitment with your physical regimen and how you treat your body, how you fuel your body, how you nourish your body? What's important for you there? Oh, if you really want the details on this one. So I have two habits. First of all, first thing in the morning. Yeah. Um, it's a spoonful of, I, I don't, chew this by the way immediately swallow it like that it doesn't give bad breath you'll understand why i'm saying this uh cut up garlic and honey Mm. okay so it doesn't kill you know the stomach either right Mm -hmm. um if you don't chew it you don't get the bad breath just as an fyi Mm. all right important thing uh the second thing is actually um um bone broth yeah yes organic bone broth Mm. all right um and it works you know because it has it has everything that you need right i mean it well not everything but it has so much right Mm -hmm. so today with so much missing from our diets you know just that cup of bone broth in the morning you know at least i know that i have that right yeah uh that's as far as dietary like even if i'll have uh you know a birthday or going out and i know it'll be junk Mm. okay i know that i have this okay uh, that's number one regarding training regimen. So I have some weights with me always either on the boat or in the van. Yeah. All right. Um, and they're not heavy, but multiple times per day, I'll just, you know, pick one up and do a few exercises. Yeah. That's good. That's, that's good. Yeah. It's like staying yeah, active, yeah. man. I think that's so many people have that sedentary life and that's, that's probably like the biggest challenge is like staying immobile, staying seated for, you know, 12 hours straight. Not, not good. <laughs> you know, so, so we, we get to have those correction behaviors that, that remobilize us. Like dude, yoga has been so, so important for me to like reconnect with my body to give my body awesome. love, you know? That's awesome. I've heard many good things about yoga. The truth is I don't have the patience for it. Right. <laughs> uh, no, yeah, look, if you want to build good habits, you need to know, you know, what you'll stick with, you know, yep. picking up a weight and moving it around that I can stick with True. doing yoga every day. I probably wouldn't, you know, yep. so, yep. but I've heard it's great. I mean, yeah. I, I, so yeah, dude, I, I love what you yeah. said though there. I think that's something for the listeners and the audience who's, who's tuning in, like start with what is closest to you, right? You don't, you don't have to go yes. and run five miles a day. If that's not like, if you, if you like sit on the couch all day, right? If someone's sitting on the couch, like don't challenge yourself don't don't like have yourself be defeated because you you try to rocket launch and leap into something that's so radically different for your from your normal routine it's like stack little wins little habits you know just go for a walk if you can do that you know once or twice a week if that's if that's you know a a breakthrough for you start with that start with like just getting started you know exactly you know the kaizen method right one percent yeah right yep so the, the thing is, you know, uh, uh, often, I, I, I won't say often, but I've been asked, you know, a few times uh, how to build up a, a good habit, okay? Yeah. And in the beginning, you just need to build up the fact that there's a habit, okay? Mm-hmm. So, for example, uh, when I realized that physically I wasn't doing enough, right, I would wake up and I had to. I just had to do one push-up. That's it. 
Just one push-up. Okay. Now, for me, push-ups are something I can do easily because as a kid, when I was two years old already, I saw my mom's, uh, I think, boyfriend at the time uh, doing push-ups. And I just, you know, sat next to him and then I started doing push-ups. I was two years old, right? Wow. Yeah. So that is, push-up has always been my go-to. So I had to do just one push-up because I know that I can do many if I yeah. want to, right? But I had to do it every single day. No mm. off day. Okay? And from there, the moment, like it took me about close to three months until it actually became sort of like habit where if for some reason I didn't do it first thing, I'd be like, wait, there's something missing. Wow. Okay? And at that point, I added more stuff, but mm -hmm. not before. Yep. Yep. You know? It's like a, the anchor. It's the anchor of a habit. It's like start with that one thing yes. and then you can build from there. It's, it's like if, if someone wants to you know, have an hour at the gym, but they don't go into the gym regularly. It's like, start with 10 minutes, 15 minutes, just get, get, just get to the gym, right? Like that's, that's the, I was going to say that. The gym. <laughs> exactly. Just, you know, get dressed for the gym. Even if the idea of going to the yeah. gym is too big for you, just get dressed for the gym. Once you're dressed for the gym, you're like, well, I'm already dressed. You know, it's easier to make that second step, right? Yeah. Yeah. Once you're at the gym, you're not going to turn around and go back, mm. right? Usually you yeah. may, and if you may, it's okay. If you do that, it's okay in the beginning. You know, yeah. the idea is just to get the habit of getting to the gym, yeah. and then of just walking in, signing up. You know, just each time, push the boundary just a little bit, just a little bit. And at some point, you know, you'll you'll have that regular habit of training or whatever it is. It could be eating healthy. It could be you know putting money aside. Even yeah. my brother, my younger brother, when he was uh, when he got married, yeah, he uh, he said to my mom, he said, "Listen, I." Going, I've decided one thing, all right? Every month, I will not have less in savings than I had the previous month. Mm. That's good. That's good. That was his rule, okay? Now, that meant that some months he put in only $1 in one savings. One dollar, yeah. Yeah. One dollar, but it's okay, yeah. you know? Um, and other months, you know, he was able to put a lot more. But the rule was there always had to be at least a tiny little thing. Dude, I love it. I love it, man. Um, I see on the, the name bar, and I know our audience wants to know, Flock Leader. Ah. Flock Leader, brother. What <laughs> what does that mean? All right. Flock Leader. Because some people have cats, some people have dogs. I raise dinosaurs. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, you laugh, but trust me, when you've seen one of them chase a little ant or something, you're like, oh my God, you really are dinosaurs. Yep. Um, so... I have this thing. That's my quirk, okay, mm. amongst many others. My quirk is birds. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, I even I left actually where I was staying early because one of them I saw she was about to lay an egg, right? Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be like traveling during, so I was like, okay, I need to get there either before or after. But after, you know, it could be too late. So, um, so that's flock leader. You know, I've got mm. three little feathered friends. It used to be five. Mm. Um, three little feathered friends, and they travel with me everywhere. Wow. Wow. Yeah, they've been to more countries than some humans I know. Wow. Well, tell tell me more about the benefit that you feel um, that is created by by having these this flock with you, man. Uh, so, all right, let's start off. I'm not a very social person in my day to day life, like mm -hmm. in my personal life. I, I can be very social, right? Mm -hmm. But it, it, it tires me. That's I need my time alone, and I need a lot of it. Yeah. Um, but it connects me to, you know, living beings, okay? And birds are very loving. It's one of those things that most people don't realize, but they're very, very loving. So mm. it connects me to a living being, you know, that gives uh, and needs also a lot of love, mm. okay? Um, 
and also, and here's something important, having that responsibility, right? I think it does me good. I'm not going to say, you know, does everyone good. Right. But then again, you know, a lot of people become parents and they're like, oh my God, this is so good for me. You know, like uh, on the days when they don't want to be pulling their hair out. Yep. Um, so for me, yeah, I'll say that this is, is good because it, it, that additional responsibility for something else hmm. has added a lot to the way that I see uh, life in general. It's huge. You know? It's like so, being, for, me, yeah. it, for me, it's I really stepped into being a father of, of me, of my life, of my clients, of my community, of people around me. It's like stepping into that fathering role and taking care of, of people, being responsible, being empowered by that. I don't, I don't have any kids yet, but like being oh, okay. in that. <laughs> no, 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 exactly. Okay. That's, that's, the, that's the paradox is like so many people wait to be the thing until the circumstance, yes. you know, lands in their lap or, you know, smacks them upside the head with a two by four, right? I choose to own yeah. being, being a father now and, and stepping into that role and, and get excited about having kids. Imagine what I would do if I had kids, how to, how to best. And we will like me and my girlfriend are going to have kids. And it's like, how do I best prepare for that? How do I energetically, um, ident at an identity level, step into that way of being and that person, that father, yeah. starting with what I have now, starting with the plants that I have and making sure that they're watered and taken care of with you, like taking care of these birds. I feel like it's really stepping into this, this feeling of fulfillment, this identity of being a provider, you know, especially for men like doing that. It's, it's so powerful, man. Yeah. Absolutely. So uh, also what I need to add is that uh, two of them, well, four of them when they were five, yeah, uh, are rescues. And rescuing them is, you know, it, it's rescuing a living being, whether it's a human, you know, or whether it's an animal or whatever. Rescuing a living being is something that really provides a lot of fulfillment, you know, um, knowing that they're alive because you help them get there, yep. right, is an incredible feeling. Yeah. so yeah great great so that's the flock leader <laughs> I, I love it it's, it's powerful it's, it's and it's you it's unique it's you it's like so so special and different because like, not everyone has birds that they oh, yeah. are are you know in their families so i think i love it man it's really cool yeah. um i want to talk about using the getting back to the topic of crises to fuel creation yes. um what would you really recommend to to people today who are facing stress stress facing difficulties things that are going on that uh are chaos how do you best recommend that they show up and and um, progress through these times, man? So, uh, you know, the um, there's something I learned when I was young because in my mind, I'm very much a strategy person. Okay, yes. So I build strategies, you know, long term, right. right, which is great. You know, knowing a few steps ahead what the different options are, where it could go, et cetera. I mean, that's awesome, yep. right? But when you're overwhelmed for whatever reason, yeah, that's not the way to go hmm. because then you're just going into a loop. You know, it's it's even more overwhelming to think a few steps ahead, right? Yeah, yeah. In addition to everything that's already going on. Wow. So something that I learned when I was younger was just what's that one next thing? Yeah. You know, what's that one next step that you need mm -hmm. to do? Just focus on that, okay? Yeah. And once you've passed that one next step, then continue to the next one, yeah. all right? But don't think about it before you get there, okay? And little by little, you'll see that you're chipping away at whatever mm. crisis you're going through. Yeah. And little by little, it's like, oh, I'm in the light. Like, you know, I, I can start seeing better. Like, it's, uh, 
you'll feel a lot better and also the sense of achievement looking back yeah um because i'll say you know about 10 years ago i had like a huge downfall like really really bad yeah in the business uh and in personal and in everything and i i think it was mm, Three years ago, at some point, yeah, I was saying to uh, to a friend of mine whom I work with uh, very closely, I said, you know what, I'm still not where I want to be. Three years ago is before I left for travel, yeah. Right. And he looked at me and said, are you kidding me? Do you want to look back where you were 10 years ago? Mm. I don't know. And I was like, you know what, you're right. Oh. I mean, I've gone so far already. I've achieved mm. so much already, you know, in these seven years. Okay, you know what, you're right. I'm not where I want to be. But I am so much better now than I was before. And that was just by doing one, you know, one step at a time. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, something I love what you said there with that one step at a time principle, it really takes into account that a lot of life when there's crises, when there's chaos, it's unpredictable. It's like, how do you best strategize to this like totally random X factor that you can't really say what's going to happen. You could say, here's the best case, here's yes. the like, realistic case based on the information, and here's the worst case, right? Like you can map out those options. Right. But then it's like, okay, once I've, I've kind of thought about that, what's possible, now like what's the next step? Like how can I keep moving forward? How can I make sure that I'm yes. taking care of my family, you know, keeping um, my my basic needs met, surviving basically, and then, okay, if there's, there's a next step for thriving, what does that look like? How can I do that as the next step? And I think not getting caught up with what might be and stressing out about that or, or trying to pin down and prepare for every single option, but just say, worst case, realistic, best case. Okay, now what is the next step? Exactly. Because no matter, you know, uh, uh, until you do the next step and then you get the feedback from that next step anyway, yeah. you won't know whether you're going towards the worst case scenario, best case scenario, middle yeah. option. Sure. So, you know, trying to build a whole strategy. I mean, it's just, it's overwhelming. Do one step, get feedback continue next step right uh and that i think is where many many people go wrong and they just get overwhelmed and it becomes too much and when it becomes too much what do you do you just you know give up Mm. right and it's a shame because if you just do one little step at a time you know i used to say uh, tiny midget steps Uh, Mm. no baby midget steps okay nothing wrong with being a midget yeah but it was just like it was just to show right i mean like how tiny just doing that one little step forward yeah. can be huge, can make a huge difference in your life, mm-hmm. right? Um, it's also one of the reasons that we're, whether it's for health, you know, or the emotional or the financial, right, on the Good Life Manifesto, yeah. the, the basic thing is to be independent. Mm-hmm. You want to do more afterwards? You want to win strongman competitions? Go for it. You want to be wealthy? Go for it, okay? Uh, you want to be in the best relationship? Absolutely go for it. In order to do that, you need those first, you know, basic steps, you know, those first basic things. And then you can go and plan on the rest because you have your worst case scenario taken care of already. Yep. Yep. I love it. And I want to just see if there's anything additional you'd like to talk about as far as the finances, um, getting those in order, what people you think have room for growth could be doing differently to, to impact and create more success in their finances. So um, I, I used to work. Okay, and this is something I learned, which has helped me a lot. Because nowadays, you know, you'll find a lot of uh, apps, you know, and services where you can uh, uh, forecast, right? Yeah. How much savings you're going to have, and how much this, and how much, and that's awesome, right? And then when you do your balance sheet of what your assets are, what you're worth, mm. it's based on a lot of things that are on paper that aren't real, 
right? Mm. Uh, if you need to sell everything right now, your net worth would probably be a lot less, right? You'd have a lot less in your hands than what it says on that paper, That's right. right? So I used to work at a furniture store, right, next to a market, which was just very interesting. And they had this method, all right, of accounting, which was great. That's how I do my personal accounting, all right? Mm. Every day, how much cash came in, how much cash left, right? And you had to write if there was additional cash that you, that you needed to pay, right, sure. in the future. So you would keep that, you know, in mind. But all you wrote on a daily basis was how much cash in, how much cash out, mm. okay? That was it. That was the accounting. They had three stores. Okay, they were doing. I'm, I'm talking about like a six-figure turnover every single month. Mm. All right, in revenue yeah. for each store. I mean, it was huge, yeah. and that was their accounting on a piece of paper. I kid you not, two columns: how much in, how much out, every single day. That was it. Yeah. And I think that if most people, you know, drop all those services of net worth, you know, and forecasting, and that, no, 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 how much do you actually have right now? Yeah. You know, that's it. Boom. I think people would see that they're a very different place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it. you can plan accordingly. Then you can plan well. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Ludo, dude, we've been, we've been yes. crushing it, man. Um, some really, really great wisdom here, practical things, create more happiness, more stability, move through difficult times. Is there anything that we haven't yet touched on that you just want to drive home for our audience so that they take away and really take action on? Oh, uh, you know what? I'll just – one thing. My favorite, okay, because – you know, when things are good, it's easy to give advice and it'll be even better. Mm. When things are bad, that's when we usually need help, right? Yep. So just remember one thing, always. You know the phrase, this too shall pass? Yes. Just remember that, okay? No matter what you're going through, and I assure you, we can, you know, I, I, I've been through many dark things, so I, I can relate no matter what you say probably. Mm. But I promise you, It'll pass. All right. You'll always have that scar in you, but it'll pass. So just get through whatever you're getting through right now. Grit your teeth and just continue. That's right. One step at a time. Boom. Ludo, tell us how we can stay connected with you. What are the next steps that our audience can take, brother? All right. So first of all, if you go on the website, the good life manifesto, right.com, yep. uh, we have a whole bunch of freebies. Okay. Uh, so whether you're looking to get healthy, to get your finances in order, or whether you know you need some help with the, uh, emotional, you know, self-development, everything, we have a whole bunch. Of, we have free toolboxes. We have a bunch of webinars, all free. You you know, just to give you the basics to help you. If you want more, we're always there, and we'll be glad to help you. You know, develop each thing more. Okay. Um, so just go to thegoodlifemanifesto.com. When you sign up for the newsletter, by the way, you also get automatically a free Good Life Manifesto cheat sheets. Mm. All right. So it'll help you move forward. Yay. Uh, regarding me, at Ludwig Villier anywhere, and you'll find me. I'm the one and only, apparently. <laughs> love it. I love it, man. You are a powerhouse. And they spell your name L-U-D-O-V-I-C-B-U-I-L-L. I E R and uh, dude, you're, you're a powerhouse. Exactly. Keep, keep showing up, keep adding this, this, um, you know, encouragement to people to create that happiness, to create the good life, man. You're doing great, great work in the world and everyone go check out the good manifesto.com and Ludwig, dude, keep shining, man. Appreciate you being here. Thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for having me. You're welcome, brother. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. And Hey, stay, stay 
um, moving forward in spite of all the chaos and, and yes. internet that may not be the best. You know, you, you keep moving forward. <laughs> Appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Right, See you bye soon, bye. brother. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self? Again, a big shout out to our sponsor, EmployeeEscapePlan.com. If you're committed to learning how to truly harness your abilities and passions to serve the people who are hungry and desperate for what you have to offer, make a great income off of your genius, or if you're ready to get more clients to pay you more money, head over to www.EmployeeEscapePlan.com and let Joe know you were sent by Chris. Did you enjoy this episode? Let your friends know about it. Share the website, beyourgps.com, and send me some love on social media. If you want to clarify your vision, uncover blind spots, get more energy, tap into your flow, and take massive action, head over to beyourgps.com forward slash coaching to schedule some time into my calendar. Now, Master yourself, create your reality, and make every day your best day ever.